3: It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: The Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Kevin Holden from CBS 58 in Milwaukee. That's my day job, or I guess my night job. but Let me sneak away here in the afternoons this week to hang out with you guys and hang out with Sam and I mean, I, like, I sit down here next to you, and you're at the controls, and I'm on the other side of it, and Monday I sit down, and it's been absolute chaos ever since. I need a vacation. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just, just to recover from the last three days. I wish I could go to Canton with Bart Winkler and Gary Ellerson and just entrench myself in, in football, because I love I love baseball, man, and I love the Brewers, but it's hard to love this team right now. That's a difficult discussion to to, to have to stay in. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll be watching the game tonight. I'm excited for Freddie Peralta to return, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's kind of like the clubhouse yesterday, where I'm just I'm just devastated, and I, I
1: I look like I just saw somebody pass away in front of me. Yeah, and it's and the other thing about it is that the business that you work in means you you can't just walk away from it either. And so people say this all the time, right? It's that it's it's the thing that happens with uh, um, DJs that play music, right? Like on, on music radio stations, if they're playing at a, a you know, a new song and they've played it a hundred times or two hundred times, right about the time they get sick of the song is the time it catches fire and everybody calls and wants you to play it. So it's like, no matter how you might feel about the brewers about the situation that they're in, just when you're done talking about it, everybody wants to talk about it. And and I did this is gonna be this way. You know that. But on, on top of that, I mean, we, we
4: talked about, you know, obviously the moves that the Brews made before the show started with DFA'ing Denelson Lamette and Pedro Severino and then adding Straslecki to A, and then recalling Keston Hira and reinstating Freddie Peralta. Like, that obviously took the first hour of our show, but we haven't even dived into the main thing that we wanted to talk about, the Milwaukee Brewers, after the trade deadline, the Josh
1: Hader trade. I mean, it's... After yesterday, after hearing from some of these guys, I mean, how could we not? It was it was, it was was absolutely nuts. And by the way, the Fan Afternoon Show comes to you from the Lakeland University Studios offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. So, uh, we and we were doing this on the fly yesterday. It was a very impressive job by Sam. It was literally in two rooms at the same time, like running back and forth, and and uh, so that we could listen to what the players were having to say in the minutes leading up to Brewers Pirates uh, on the Bally Sports Wisconsin broadcast. So... Uh, who all did we hear from? This first
4: one. This is Christian Yelich, Devin Williams, and Brad Boxberger talking about the Josh Hader trade before Game One of Brewers Pirates yesterday on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Go.
5: He's been a huge part of what we've done here the last. Um, five years he's a big part of the the success that we've had and um, we're gonna miss him obviously wish him wish him the best of luck he's a he's a great guy he's a big part of this clubhouse Um, but at the same time we got some some great pieces back um, that should help us out a lot I think uh, you know David Matt Mark they've done they've done really well over the last five years and I think they've earned The trust in everybody in this room that they have the best best interest of this team in mind he was a huge
6: huge part of our success you know um having him in the ninth inning just getting the ball to him um it's pretty much a sure thing most of the time um you know it was good to you know like learn from him and have him to kind of feet off of Um, you know i picked up a lot of things from him over the past couple years so you know having that guy there was really big for me they're both quality arms Um, definitely some proven big league arms there so um, got some backhand experience there which will help us out and um, they'll just fit in wherever we need to and we'll all move wherever we need to to
1: Win some games. So you have those players reacting, but specifically the guy you heard from second there in the middle, the one who was expressing the most emotion by perhaps expressing the least emotions. That makes sense. He he was, by by being very like removed, you could tell how invested he was. That's Devin Williams. And literally the entire interview that Adam McAlvey posted with Devin Williams is that exact thing. It is Devin Williams uh, showing with a few words a whole lot of sentiment.
7: Devin, just sort of, what was your reaction when this
6: came down yesterday? I, I don't really have a lot to say, to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't know. Just because it's part of the business surprise, or yeah, I was surprised.
5: So, I mean,
7: can you talk about just what Josh, you know, meant to this team and, you know, the bullpen and just, you know, you guys and how closely you guys have
6: worked together? It's pretty much a sure thing most of the time, um, you know,
0: but it was good to,
6: you know, like, learn from him and have him to kind of feed off of. Um, you know, i picked up a lot of things from him over the past couple of years, so, you know, having that guy there was really big for me. What did you learn most from him? It kind of the day-to-day preparation, you know, and just kind of taking little tidbits from his routine and making it part of mine, um, you know, things like that. Do you have any expectations for how that ninth inning will shake out now? Do you expect to be the guy? I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens.
7: Tough business sometimes, huh?
6: You could say that. Um, A lot of things that don't really make sense, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I want to win. That's really the biggest thing to me. I, I don't really have much to say about it.
1: Tough business, huh? You could say that. You could say that. (laughs) Man, just that's that that is the kind of reaction that is usually reserved for playoff losses or some other catastrophic event that has taken place during a season, right? Yeah. I mean, that sort of heaviness to that interview is is really big. And by the way, you heard him talk about the ninth inning role and Craig Council uh, after. He, after William spoke Craig council mentioned that they're probably thinking about playing matchups so there is not a set closer at the moment are
4: they are they doing that though for arbitration do you think
1: well that's a good question
4: because you have two options why not right you, know, you could save money if you if you don't commit to him as your closer you could be like well I mean technically he's not our closer we just happen to use him in those situations we never actually verbally committed to him as our closer mm-hmm. so I don't know that's kind of crossed my
1: mind it's it's certainly been a theme.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, with based on how everything went with Josh Hader, I, it's, I think it's going to get after you did that to Devin Williams, you trade away pretty much. It sounds like his best friend in the bullpen, yeah. the guy he looked up to, mm. and on top of that, he saw how Josh Hader was treated in arbitration. It's going to get ugly, I think, for him too.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, look, players have to think about their own future at the tail end of something like that. Brandon Woodruff uh, also spoke before the game, and and Woodruff is well, you got to understand Brandon Woodruff is Boonville Mississippi. He is yeah. northeastern Mississippi. There you know you've heard the term southern hospitality, southern nice or whatever. He's the definition of it. Oh, the, Brandon Woodruff is like too nice sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's cuz that's that's the culture, right? That's right. I so I worked in uh the the market that he grew up in. Oh yeah. And I I made the dumb mistake of asking him about it before realizing after I asked him about it that when I was there he was 6. <laughs> That'll make you feel old, but of course
4: he gave you the nicest answer possible. Well, he's like,
1: "Oh no, I, you know, I watch that channel all the time. I don't remember you though." And I and I said back to him probably because you were six, right? You know, <laughs> oops. Anyway, this is Brandon Woodruff
5: Tuesday. Honest reaction when I first saw it. I just uh, got done playing a little golf, and I saw the news and I thought it was a joke, you know. Um, and then it kind of kind of sat in a little bit, like you know that he had. He had been traded in Trill, and, it's real and um, I think you just think back to. For me personally, it's uh, we've been teammates essentially since 2016 in Double A. We came up together, same year. Um, we've we've played together a long time. We've won won a lot of ball games together. We've um, we've lost some. We've struggled together. You know, it's just like you go through those um, emotions of it, and you know what, a, a, the ball player aside from it, you're losing a a friend you know he's he's going in a in a different chapter now in his in his career and and look he's he's meant so much to the brewers um you just think back to all those runs and the playoffs a four-time all-star three-time reliever of the year i believe that's correct correct me on that if i'm wrong but i mean just in, in, an incredible career and you've seen the development since we first got together in, in 16 so um you know, um, it's it's it, you know trades happen. And that's and that's part of the game. That's part of the business side of it, and you see the business side of it. But I think you're you're for for us and for myself. You just you're you're, you're going to miss a good person, uh, not just from the baseball side of it, but just a, a good person. So, um, you know, I wish him well. I, I texted him yesterday and and you know wished him well and um, told him good luck and. Um, you know, that's that. I know he's he's was busy yesterday and, and trying to get everything sorted out. So um, that's that's kind of um, what I got. on right.
1: So you have a, a glimpse there, based on pregame sound. You have a glimpse into the mindset of where the Brewers were, where the players were after the Josh Hader trade. It happened on an off day, but on the day that all of this was going on, on the day these players were speaking, you're talking about a few hours before a game. In other words the players are having to balance a couple of things out because, see, you and I and, and the folks at home can just – we can just vent and be angry and then go grab a beer. They got to go try to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is which which is easier than beating some teams, but they're still big leaguers. Well,
4: on top of that, too, like for Devin Williams, I'm thinking about him especially because it just sounds like, like they, like I said, they trade away probably one of his, if not his, best friend in the bullpen, a guy that he certainly looked up to. But you're bringing in Matt Bush – And you're bringing in, you know, potentially a Trevor Rosenthal, too. So, on top of that, on top of losing Josh Hader in the bullpen, a guy that was crucial to the chemistry, on top of that, when these other guys come in, like, other guys are probably going to lose their jobs as well. So, you don't know, like, who else is going to be potentially on the hook.
1: I mean, it's it's an existential moment. It's a moment where you have to think about what your own – if you're a player, you think about what your own future looks like. And it is – you know that at least the way the system is right now, the Brewers will continue to build up. They do value players well. They bring in good clubhouse guys. They build good teams that compete that have a chance to win the division year after year. I mean, that's that's all there. That's way better than playing for a last-place team. But you may see in, – in this, you may see a cap to what is possible, and that
5: – could alter
1: your decision down the line if you're a brewers player more of the fan afternoon show in a moment
5: atmosphere here is they want to win and and, you know not just go to the playoffs but win a world series and and like i said that's a, a contagious atmosphere to be a part of and you know obviously the moves that aj and and the front office has put together it's uh it's exciting and you know that's the that's the mentality that that they're perceiving out here and as players that's that's what you want so um, you know, to be a part of that group and to be a part of a, a trade to come here, it's uh, it's it's special.
1: Courtesy of Bally Sports San Diego, that is Josh Hader, Padres closer. It takes I have to say it that way because it it will come out Brewers closer for the next few months still. Still very weird. Still surreal. The Fan Afternoon Show. He's Sam Schmitz. I'm Kevin Holden. We're gonna hear from Tim Shea in a moment because I mean, look. Every For for every Josh hater, you have to have a Denelson-Lamette, right? And so Tim Tim Shea is going to join the show here in a moment. Check out 2400 Sports MLB coverage with Big Time Baseball. Former players Cody Decker and Tony Gwynn Jr., along with MLB insider John Heyman, sit down every week to cover all of the moving parts of Major League Baseball, on the field, in the clubhouse, and in the front office. These guys have you covered with complete breakdowns of every team and individual player worth noting on a week to week basis. New episodes of Big Time Baseball every Monday on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. They will be talking a lot of Brewers, I imagine, in next week's episode. Who is that over there? Who, who is that dude? What's up, buddy? What's Hi, up, how, how are you doing? Timothy. How
4: are you guys? Timothy Shea in studio joining us here before we do draft mockery. But I mean, being Mr. Brewer himself, we thought What we'd... happened? No, I mean literally our topic right now is once again four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. We're literally just asking people, are you are you worried about the team morale?
7: For the uh did you hear Devin Williams? Uh, we just
4: hear, did you not the, did were you, you not hear, Wow, did, Tim were you, you not he, listening to the afternoon show before you, you came in here? Did you
7: hear uh Christian Yelich yesterday? Tim,
4: we did you not listen to the show? We were like, we just
1: played through everybody. Dude, he was running Sam was running into the next room and like yeah. it was it was it was pretty incredible the the, the job to get all of that on and, and sound smooth like mm-hmm. you
7: well, he does a good job with that.
1: Yes, so. he does. Thank you. Wow, okay. So I I do like the détente here. I like the the peaceful this guy, relations dude, with you guys. This guy.
4: I love you, man, but people don't realize that you're you're not the guy you seem to be Apparently
7: on the Apparently
1: not. Air. You didn't hear what I said about you yesterday, did no. you? No. I said for anybody who thinks that Sam is the aggressor in that and relationship you. and you Right. Listen. It's wrong.
7: I had one Last person on my side, and he even turned on me <laughs> over the weekend. Oh, I will find it, Tim Ooh. Allen. I will Tim, find Tim oh, it. Allen turned yes. on me over <laughs> yeah. the weekend. He just just a little snarky little comment. Nothing, you know, too major. Nothing like what Bart
1: does. He or, impersonated or, him. Yeah, yeah. Nothing what
7: Bart does or nothing what Sam does.
1: But awesome. But
7: he just kind of laid in there. So,
1: Timmy, you can't read into one game. Like I, I the what I think the worst thing you can do as a fan of baseball is to try to read a season based on a game that's not in October, right? I think that's it's mm-hmm. a common mistake that's made.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But man, watching that first game after the Hater trade, well, it, it start
7: it it started out okay, well, in the middle innings with the three home runs in the inning, and mm-hmm. I really thought, okay, well, maybe they're gonna get over this and
1: move on, bud. Apparently not, and and again, one of one sixty two. I, I totally yeah, understand I know, it. But I just in the middle of an existential crisis. If you get a good sign, it's not. It's it's good for you. It's healthy for you. You know what I mean? If you're doubting yourself, and you, you know, if I if I'm doubting a thought, and then you send me a Snapchat message, and say something that reinforces what I've believed for a while, <clears throat> yeah. Then I, uh, then it makes me happy.
7: Yeah, I just. What they did today is just—I threw my phone. I finally kind of snapped and—weren't <laughs> you out threw, in public? I was—I was in my car. Oh, okay, and okay. I threw it, you know, against the dashboard. I go, "What are they doing?" And I, you know, yelled it. And
1: what's what's the what's the largest thing you've ever thrown in anger over a sporting thing over over something sports related?
7: I almost flipped a table
1: <laughs> on uh, the fail Mary. Yes. <laughs> You know, I we ever I talked almost about almost flipped Hail Mary? a table. Do you know my story about the and Hail I was out Mary? in public. That was out. You in public. You were in public. Uh huh. Like that like, was at, it, an, at at a at a local establishment. At an establishment, and I'm the bad guy, <laughs> and he's the bad guy. Seriously, he was gonna flip a table, dude. Jeez. Do you know? I I don't want to. You were in Seattle. Uh, no. Okay. No, no, no. And because of it, the they, uh, my place of employment did, decided not to go to that game. So. Instead, my wife and I took a little, uh, a little jaunt, a little vacation, Mm -hmm. uh, two day vacation, Mm -hmm. where we were going to take in two football, two NFL games and two baseball games in this in two days. Shocking, you know. What else do you do? Baltimore and DC. And this was kind of the start of that. Like this is when that was starting to really be a thing. And we were walking back from an Orioles game to our hotel in Baltimore when the fail Mary happened, and I thought she was going to trash the hotel room. She was, I I think that is the angriest I have ever seen her. She wow. was going to trash that. I I was like, Baltimore police are going to get called on us here. She was she was losing her mind in a I'd, hotel room in another city.
7: I had a couple of friends who were at that game, and they didn't know what was going on because they didn't show it on the replay board. Oh, so they didn't know what was going on. Really? Yep. They were sitting way up high, and they just thought that they they scored it there.
1: Uh, scored a touchdown. So. so the night before the Fail Mary was Ravens-Patriots in Baltimore. That's the game we were at. Mm-hmm. It's the night before the Fail mm-hmm. Mary. And we thought that would be the story because that was the Sunday night game on national television, and the referees were messing that game up. Yeah, and, and I the, vaguely remember that. And the Ravens were trying to put let's go on the board. You know what I mean? On the, mm-hmm. Let's go. And the fans were saying something that wasn't let's and wasn't go, and they had to <laughs> turn the mics down. It was amazing. Sorry. No, it's all good. I
4: mean, I was way younger than you guys at the time, so instead of anger, my uh, reaction was, you know, crying Mm -hmm. as a Packer fan back Mm -hmm. then. But real quick, before we dive into draft mockery in a couple minutes here, let's get out to the phone lines, talking brewers, talking about the team morale. Let's get out to Jim calling us from downtown. Jim, you're on the fan.
2: Yeah. Afternoon, guys. Um, I, I don't know anything about the team morale other than what I heard, and it didn't sound very good. But you know, when you think about what's going on, the Brewers year after year after year lately have been going to the playoffs, and it seems to me that the team is the team owner and management seems to be happy just going to the playoffs. They have, they know what it takes to get to the World Series, and they have not done what they need to do to get to the World Series, and I don't think they intend to. I think that the fan, they think the fans are just happy going to the playoffs because it's been for so it's been so long since. We've had a team like that. I don't think they care. I don't think they really care, or they really want to go to the player, go to the World Series, because they know they don't have the money to do that. And I can't figure out why Atanasio got involved in this in this business. If he felt, if he knows that he can't go to the World Series, if you know that you can't win at all, why do you want to get in it?
1: Yeah, it's I appreciate the call. And what's weird about it is Adanasio uh has not always had this pattern when it comes to money. He was known for a while for opening up the pocketbook and uh, when he signed to Samir Ramirez, when they signed Kyle Loesch late in spring training, when they signed Matt Garza. I mean, here, I think part of the problem why he's frugal now is the names I'm mentioning. Well, I mean,
4: given Christian Yelich the deal that he did too. That's right. I mean, I, now he's kind of like, now I feel he's kind of like a little cautious because of it. Yeah.
1: It's, I mean, I mean at the time, nobody expected him to actually be able to retain Christian Yelich. Right. It's it, There is a risk assessment, and, it's, and the risk assessment is different in baseball because when Yelich signs that contract, it's guaranteed. Up, he's getting nine figures and way over nine figures no matter what. <laughs> and after his playing career, too, <laughs> yeah, with all the deferred money.
4: It's Did he
7: sign Jeff Supan? Was that under him? I think it was.
4: I mean, he was the owner. <laughs> was he the
1: owner? 2005, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Soup was like,
4: Soup was like 07, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
1: then yeah, Soup pitched great. There, that was oh, mentioned man. in a tweet today.
4: Soup pitched great.
1: Timmy, oh, yeah, where yeah. were you in Soup pitched great? I was probably at the stadium. You were having fun, weren't you? Mm hmm.
7: You were probably you know a big fan of Jeff Supon. I was. I they signed him like <laughs> like on Christmas
1: Eve, right? I, I was before my time. I was pretty young back then, man. I was
4: like, yeah, you yeah, know. Guys,
7: You
1: weren't here, and you were. No, I, I was too young too. Both Sammy and I are both. we both too young. I was yeah,
4: too. I was fun. so young. We're at the time we were talking about the last time the Mariners made the playoffs yesterday, and I couldn't remember. And of course, I'm way too young to remember 2001 because I was like, you know five six years old yeah the that's the last time they made the playoffs yeah, yeah. with the ichiro and all wow. that. because i thought i thought it was like you know 95 96 just off the top of my head without googling that and of course we get people tweeting in yeah because everybody's on their phones Except
1: you yeah you got a little little twitter jeez. venom out of sorry, that. sorry
4: which sorry i don't remember the last time the mariners made the playoffs <laughs> now that it matters because it's still a 20 plus year
1: drought even before <laughs> 2001 jeez i do i i did look at that and go Wow, I didn't think the Mariners would be the source of scorn today. Hey, just, yeah, it's it's how it is here. It's but it's part of the job. Two thousand one, they 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 had gotten rid of all of their big names. Griffey was gone. Randy Johnson was gone. A rod was gone. And then they won like a billion games, and then they lost in the playoffs, and they haven't sniffed anything since. Um, and I and it's my fault. I should have I should have remembered no, it too. Well,
4: I I mean we were just you know it came up in conversation because we were talking about small markets trading their guys, and I was like, man, I mean the Mariners had something going this year. They they brought in Luis Castillo, like. It's the first time they have you know, excitement in their organization. When's the last time you know that came up in their organization? When's the last time they made the playoffs? And I was just trying to guess off the top of my head. Should have Googled it. If I didn't know, I'd be like, or just admit I don't know. But, of course, people are like, I can't believe you don't remember the Mariners winning 100-plus games in Ichiro and blah, blah, blah. It's like, sorry. <laughs> it is what it
1: is. We're going to recoup during the commercial break. But after that, it's time to build something fun. Yeah. Let's find a date for Tim Shea. Woo! Night's gourmet popcorn draft mockery after the break on the Fan Afternoon Show.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You
2: bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
0: and even podcasts. Whatever you love.
3: Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Come on now, and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth And eat some now Yes, eat some now Yes, eat some now Ow, 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 ow Gourmet Gourmet popcorn,
2: cherry sweet corn, or Milwaukee mix—you gotta have nights gourmet popcorn.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's time for nights gourmet popcorn draft mockery. Nights gourmet popcorn, providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952. Mention 12:50 a.m. the fan for 20% off. Uh, Sam, you could just skip over the results of yesterday. I think we know Bart won it. I mean, I guess, but real quick. <laughs> I'll just do
4: it. I'll fly through it real quick. Uh, Bart ended up winning yesterday's draft. We did things uh, you wanted on a deserted island. Shut up, Tim. Why are you, Seriously. Why are you clapping? That's my boy, Bart. Is
7: he, though? We're trying. We're trying. We're working. <laughs> okay, all
4: right. I'm not going to even mention the results um, as far as the percentages and all that. All you need to know is Bart finished in first. I finished in second. Kevin, you finished in third did or, you, or maybe fifth ooh, you almost tied uh tim shea's season low and draft all time yeah. low in draft mockery that's why i was trying to skip over it was it did i get four percent tim shea finished with two percent one time in a draft mockery
1: uh, <laughs> you came very close i'll just say that I, very very close and, and i voted for myself after saying i was going to vote for Bart because <laughs> yeah. i got worried um but the
4: standings now are in draft mockery in season three I'm still in the lead with 11 wins. Toby is in second with six wins. Tim Allen, Kevin is in, uh actually Tim Allen's in third by himself with three. In fourth place, Kevin Holden, Bart Winkler, Stephanie Sutton, and Tim Shea, all with two each. And last, we have Evan Heffelfinger, Adam Roberts, and Scott Grotsky in last with a win each as well. Two. I would worry
1: about Scott. Week I think he might be. Oh,
4: it's a, Scott takes it very serious. So he puts like he, he's like me. He puts you know draft boards together and all that. So yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get very serious with Scott Groutsky next week. But today's draft. So I won't dive into the details because I don't want to embarrass Tim Shea. Or, <laughs> but he did tell me that he was interested in a particular someone, <laughs> and uh, I heard him this morning on the Bart Winkler show. As he is this entire week, it's the summer of Shea. And he was talking about a friend, and Bart's like, what's up with that? And he's like, ah, oh, it's just a friend, it's nothing. So I figured, today, we're going to turn Draft Mockery into a build-a-date. a Find somebody for Tim Shea, because my man, you deserve better. And you deserve happiness, and you deserve someone. Oh, thanks. So what we're doing today in Draft Mockery, we are drafting traits in a woman that would be a great match for Tim Shea. <laughs> so... Let me figure out the order here for today's draft as I'm doing it on the fly. Um, I'll actually have the first pick because I went second yesterday. Uh, Tim, you're going to go second. Even though you're drafting for yourself, I think that's fine. Yeah. And
1: then Kevin, you picked first yesterday. You'll have the third pick. All right. I got three percent out of picking first yesterday. <laughs> yes. My wife lambasted me last night. She said, like, "You're terrible at this." Hey, a
4: draft mockery is a cruel, cruel you know thing. It can it, it can expose some people sometimes. But <laughs> all right, today's draft in traits in a person partner. Woman, right, Tim? Does yep.
2: not.
4: Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Traits in a woman. That would be a good match for Tim Shea. Um, I think this is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of the draft, the obvious number one. Ooh. Now, whether or not we want to divide this up into other answers, if this is too obvious and you guys also want to take part in it, let me know. We can change it, but I'm going to go. She's got to be a
1: fan of sports if she's going to draft if she's gonna uh-huh. date Tim Shea, right? Amen to that. Let me tip my cap and tell you, uh, being you with someone have, who's great yeah, at sports.
7: You have the, the trophy wife. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: yeah, you yeah, guys Kevin. have no idea. Kevin is so lucky. <laughs> first date, she's like, uh, so, hey, before we go out, this baseball game's on. And she looks at the first batch, she's like, yeah, they should hit and run here. And I'm like, we could just go right on to the marriage right, <laughs> right.
4: now. <laughs> like, where's the ring? Yeah. All right. Um, Tim
7: Shea. So what are you? You're, so you 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 basically cover everything: baseball, football.
4: I mean, we can change it up if you guys no, want. No, because I, I could
7: go four. I could go four rounds of sports.
4: Right. Exactly. All right. Sports. So I'll just, I'll take sports. But um, Tim Shea, what are you looking for in a woman? Aside from being a big sports fan. What's this music? This is the dealer no-deal. Deal no deal no deal. Deal. Oh, is it? Okay. this is the dealer no-deal banker music.
1: This was like some sort of meditation.
4: I was gonna try to find like, you know, bachelor music and stuff. I didn't have enough time. We have short commercial breaks here, so instead <laughs> we're reusing our dealer no-deal no deal music. Like what are you uh what are you looking for in a women there, bud?
7: She's gotta uh she's gotta to like to go out. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a, <laughs> I'm a city person. I like okay. to go out. social out and about. I'm right. a social person. Yeah. So, so she's got to be able to come out with me and and have a good night, have a so, good night out. So nightlife, nightlife.
4: Yeah. All right, sounds good. Nightlife for Tim Shea's first pick on traits in a woman that he would want to date. Kevin Holden, what do you think uh, Tim Shea's looking for in a in a, in a good in a woman?
1: I think look, you you get someone who's a who's a great cook. It has two great benefits for you. You get you get to consume yep. <laughs> you know what she's what she's cooking. You get to you know take care of that and fewer trips to the border, dude. <laughs> All right. So, with our first three picks wow.
4: and traits of a woman that are suitable for Tim Shea to date, first couple picks are sports, nightlife, and cook. All right. Back to me for me. my second pick and traits that I think uh, fit Tim Shea in a woman that he's to date. I'm going to go with. It's got to be funny, right? Yeah, gotta be funny. Yeah. Gotta have a good sense of humor. So I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, say funny. All right, Tim Shea, your so, second pick in traits in a woman that you would like to date.
7: I know, my first pick was she's got a, you know, nightlife. Yeah, there are some nights where she doesn't have to come out. You know, she's got to be okay with me coming home. <laughs> He's taking this so serious. A I little, love it. A little later.
1: <laughs> well, you never know who's listening out there. <laughs> <laughs> trying to give you a little, little, little space to so, space I to I need my down.
7: space to throw down, but she's gotta be okay with me coming home at like, you know, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Again. Again. Tip.
1: Kevin Holden. Yeah. She's seen me or not or not seen me
7: till the next morning. Like, <laughs>
1: Why are you on the couch?
7: So I don't know how you want to word that, but um, that's uh
4: Tolerance? Yeah, she's gotta put up with Tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. Tolerable. Yeah. All right.
7: We can do that. I like that.
4: Alright, Kevin. Uh second trait for you and a woman that Tim Shea would date. Okay, this is this was gonna be a little bit
1: of a dig, but follow <laughs> me through on this. I can't believe we're doing this. I, just, I, I can't traffic. believe this either. I can't believe I agreed to this. I know, right? <laughs> follow me through on this. I don't know if you guys know because you you, you know Tim Shea the, the radio superstar. Yeah. But uh, Tim Shea the radio superstar is much more social media savvy than you realize. And it's not so much that he creates a lot of social media content, but he consumes a gigantic amount of social media content. Social media savvy. If you have a girl that is social media savvy, I think you could start making TikToks with her and put it on, on TikTok. You, are you a TikTok guy? I, I don't. Dude. I, I No. No, what? <laughs> See, here we, we, go. we go. I've sat next to him at the bar, and he's played 20 TikTok videos for me in a row. Yeah, I played them for it.
7: I I watch,
1: I okay. look, he's I, a don't, consumer I don't make them. Right,
4: yeah, it, it's, yes. that's, the, that's the right answer. Yes. You, you look at TikToks,
7: you don't make TikToks. I do have like four TikToks because I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> and what TikTok was. So, where are these? I need to
4: find oh, them. Oh, don't worry. I'll show I them to will... you because
7: they're already out in the public because one Bart Winkler <laughs> stumbled upon them somehow.
1: How? Oh, man. Yeah. You are. Yeah, that's not. So, have you seen Burgoyne's Instagram? What happened to Burgoyne's Instagram? I don't have Instagram and Facebook right now. Oh, that's right. So
4: your, your other pi- your Social media savvy. So, social right? media savvy yeah. for your second pick in traits in a woman that Tim Shea would date. Hmm. This is um where I think it gets a little you know cuz i, I got to kind of read you and then think of mm-hmm. what you would find suiting in a woman um <laughs> are you would you be okay with being a you know dating a sugar mama <laughs> <gasps>
1: oh I, <forget. laughs> I love everything that's <laughs> happening right now Sure i am okay
7: yes <laughs> can
1: i put that on a tweet do you think <laughs> that's I, I just she she got she got money yeah all right, sugar mama. <laughs> I'm definitely okay with that.
6: Okay.
1: I mean, look we've we put
4: we put sex in a draft mockery tweet. We have put yesterday we had conjugal visits.
1: <laughs> and by the way, that got huge reactions. Oh, it's probably
4: we knew that was that wanted for Bart. So I'm gonna say sugar mama. All right, um, Tim, your third pick in traits that you think are suitable in a woman that you would like to date.
1: <laughs> so good.
4: You know yourself better than I you. know. You, well, you should win this. But I think I, at this point, I'm going to.
7: She's got to... Uh... She's got to... Oh, boy. Come on! What do you want a woman? I'm just... I'm, a lot. Um. Oh. <laughs> Don't ever do that again, please. What? Evan Heffelfinger? I'm yes, saying... I, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um... You know what? She's got to be a. Uh, I like to play some certain video games. Yeah,
4: she's got to oh. be a
7: video gamer. I you just it, took my next pick. I thought I thought you were more of a board game guy. No. You want to play Sorry with her? I'd, I'd play Twister. You know what? I would. Oh. Pl- I'd play Twister with her. I, no,
4: my oh. man, my man. That's. Oh. So, <laughs> next. so what? Are we saying games or games?
7: <laughs> gamer.
4: Oh man. Lose, Kevin, you're up. I might lose my job because of this, but I, I
1: don't care. If it if it's the last draft mockery, it's the best one. Yes. Um I here's oh you guys have been through this where, where a buddy of yours gets a gets a girl and he just drifts away from everything and everybody. Drift away. Oh. <laughs> you can't Did you just give me Adobe Gray here? <laughs> what in the world? That's amazing. Uh she's gotta be good with your friends, you know? Yeah. Friendly. Yeah. yeah. Gotta yeah. be friendly. Good, yeah. good with your friends, so that you know, like, yeah. you don't have to make the choice between being with her and being with you know everybody else that you like and enjoy.
7: With you and your wife, right?
1: All right, the last round in
4: uh, traits that we're trying to find in a woman for a Tim Shade date. <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh my god! I you wake just want. up to go to scrub. Uh, duh, uh, 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 uh. Listen to those pipes, man! I want to join. The scrub the dub
4: scrub club.
1: Uh, 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 um. I sang this in the gym today.
4: She's got to be able to Watch sing. Car every day if you want. It's A duet. Yeah, I mean she's got to be able to sing. So that's gonna be that's gonna be my last pick in today's uh, night's gourmet popcorn draft Mockery. Good
7: pick. Oh. Good pick. Good to, know. Good to know. Coming from you. Well, I like to whistle. Oh, dude. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. You yeah. like to what? Like to me whistle for the last oh. three years or so. I mean,
4: we've all heard Tim Shea, you know, scream the Canadian national anthem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've only been in a bar with him Only one time, but. Thank God. one,
7: one, one too many times,
4: maybe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it's your fault. Yeah. But I've heard this man, you know, blast some music, and he's got a voice. So I think, you know, if he's dating a woman, she's got to be able to sing
1: too. He, yeah, he'll get a couple pops and start start whistling stuff like the the out music from Brewer's Games. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Right. <laughs> dun,
4: dun, 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 dun.
1: Exactly. <laughs> she's got to know all the in-game
4: Brewer's PA songs that they use. Cue that hollow note. <laughs> yeah. She's got yeah, to be able to say, you make my dreams come. <laughs> all right. Tim Shea, the last oh. pick
7: for you in Traits in a Woman that you would like to date. So not only does she have to, you know, like my friends, she's got to like my fam. She's got to oh, yeah. like my family. Yeah, like right? the family.
1: that's a good a, one. It's huge, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> huge. I mean, look, you don't want anything splintered in your life. You definitely don't want family stuff splintered no. in your life. <laughs> no. You need to be able to full send with every part of oh, your existence. Not only does she have to,
4: okay, I thought about this. Because I, once I dated a girl who had, like, a bunch of, um, you know, tattoos and, like, piercings and all that. Not a whole lot, but, you know. My family there's not a lot of people in our family that have that. And um, I was I was kinda nervous, but she got along with the family. Mm-hmm. So should does she like have to just get along with them or does she have to be like, you know,
7: my you family know? can be a
4: little crazy. Okay, all right. So we'll say get along, just get the, along. we'll say likes, likes the family. Them. Yeah. All right. Kevin Holden, the last pick. And a good crazy man. The right. last pick. A good crazy. In traits that Tim Shea would want to date a new woman. So here's here's part of the- I feel like we have the two best people for this draft. The man himself and the man who knows him best. That's true. The man who's
1: dealt with him in all situations (laughs) over the last how many ever years. Um It's it's this it's weird because you, you you the idea is to win the draft, right? Right. So there's certain things that I gotta like probably stay away from because the people who will be the dudes who will be voting on this draft don't <laughs> want this to be too soft, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm going with this. Uh, that's why I'm really deba- I really debate. I have a last pick in mind, but I'm concerned that you know it's one of those like man card pulled kind of things. Ah, I'll go with it. She's funny, she makes you laugh. I already drafted that. Oh my gosh, did you really? <laughs> that was my second pick. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I sit here next to you and no, my, it my fault. it happens. Um. <laughs>
4: Sorry to throw you off. Oh, I could give you some other suggestions. No, it's. I got a whole list up here. Let's let's uh. No drama, no drama. That's a good one. <laughs> no drama. Yeah, yes, I don't think uh, I don't think Tim wants to deal with drama. All right. So a recap of our teams, that, are traits of a woman that Tim Shea would be a good match for. She's got to be into sports. She's got to be funny. Could be a sugar mama. Yeah. And then. She's got to sing. She's Got to be a, a good singer. That's that's my team. Wow. Tim, on his own team for traits in a woman that he would like to date. Tim is looking for also a girl who's open to nightlife, and going out and having a good time. She's got to be tolerable of, especially him, you know, showing up late. Yeah, his nightlife. Coming home from the Gene Wagner Plumbing baseball post game show <laughs> and that's stuff what like you that. You want
7: to call it? Sure. Yeah.
4: She's got to, you know, be able to play she's got to have fun playing games with Tim Shay.
7: Just got home from the Gene Wagner
1: plenty post game show. Wait. <laughs> we are good now. <laughs> you won't believe what this caller said about the 13th inning love.
4: She's got to be able to she's got to be you know, have a good time playing games and she's got to like the family. Kevin's team for traits in a woman that Tim Shea would like to date. She's got to be able to cook. Uh, she's got to be good at social media, social media savvy. She's got to be friendly and have no drama
7: attached okay those are traits in a woman that tim shea is looking for now that will be on the fan page look for my own personal ones (laughs) on my own twitter where i can be a little more
1: oh you're going (laughs) to open it up a little bit more (laughs) well and and you notice that what we did here were traits not names right yeah we didn't try to go well this person or that person because you know you want to drag stuff in so feel free to do that on your own thank you yeah Tim, we appreciate the time. And uh, we will hear. I'm I'm assuming, you
4: know, I know Bart doesn't want to talk about the draft mockeries during the morning show, but I assume this one will be in conversation.
7: Well, it's Toby and I tomorrow. Oh, it's
4: Toby. That's right. Bart's going to Canton. Bart's going to Canton. Oh,
7: man. I'm sure Toby. I wish I I could go to Canton
4: right now and just escape all this bruise craziness going on what did you think we'll have, of it What'd we'll you...
7: have day three of brewers craziness i mean literally all yeah. four hours i don't know if you guys I, I are, today. are able to change topics or not or going to but literally every day this week
4: between kevin and i we've had a rundown and we've had to change it coming into the show we've yeah.
7: had eight hours for the last two days of brewers brewers Brewers. Yeah. so
4: we tried we talked a little packers yesterday and got nothing out yep. of it but we'll yep. talk we'll talk packers with ryan wood in a couple minutes here actually at the top of the, at the show but we got a couple minutes here before we hit a break what did you think of the um the lamette
7: you know, Pedro Severino they moves being trade or okay. being DFA. Severino finally. Right. They're done with the three Lemme... catcher thing. What in God's name is going on? It just makes the trade even worse. Do they know what they're doing? Do they know what's okay. going on? Bart
4: hmm. called into Midday Madness and he brought up this point. And now I'm trying to find reasons not to think this way. Do you think they didn't realize that Lamette had no mo- no money, no more options? Part of me
7: wants to say yes, but I think they're smarter than that. Right. You think. Right.
4: But they traded Josh Hader. For a bag I of know. chips and to refill the soda machine.
1: Moneyball. I, I don't I yeah. <laughs> I love saying that. That's yeah, great. All right. But, but
7: anyway. I hope he goes back to San Diego. I hope San Diego fixes it. That, that's I brought that up like, too. I mean, I'm sorry. It I'm could sorry happen. if that sounds, you know, awful or if I sound like a bad No, beer the fan, brewers deserve everything that's I'm coming bitter. to them. Yeah.
4: So all right, Tim, we will hear from you tomorrow morning. Appreciate the time, and you will be able to vote on this in a couple minutes uh, on twelve fifty AM the fan on Twitter.
7: Thanks, guys. No
4: problem. See hey, later.
1: we did this for you today. Oh, thanks. No problem. We're trying to, trying to, you know, trying to help your life out a little bit. Help your, help your existence
7: Any out. Any ladies a bit. that are listening,
1: yeah. My phone number, my cell,
7: 414.
4: <laughs> or you can listen to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball
7: Post Game Show and yep. call in then. Yep.
4: <laughs> with I'll Tim Allen tonight. and
1: Tim Shea. Yeah, you're going to need to, like. Yeah.
4: Oh, uh, man. If there's a rain delay, 414
1: 677 yes. 1250. Just hang out with Timmy Shea. Hang out with Tim Shea. Oh. Oh, I love this. You just right. get like, you know, it's auditions. It's your version of The Bachelor.
4: Yeah. All right. We got to hit a break. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette coming up afterwards.
1: We will not ask him to accept this rose. No. <laughs> we'll just talk football next on the
0: Fan Afternoon Show. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News.